everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. And today is our 25th episode. Wow. A quarter of a hundred. And we I was still... I a quarter of a century, but that's yeah, not Yeah, I almost said that too, but actually a quarter of a hundred and we still haven't filmed one, recorded one, in person. Oh, but that day is getting closer and closer. I cannot wait. It's going to be so weird to not have to rely on internet connection to actually like hear what you're saying in real time. I know. Because... There's been a few episodes where you've said something and then, like, I've responded and then you've been like, did you hear me? And it's like, just the lag is just, you know, we've made it work and I feel like given the circumstances, it's worked quite well, but I can't wait until we can do some in person. I wonder if it'll sound different, if you'll be able to tell that we're in the same place. I'm excited. So much excitement to come. Um, But yeah, (laughs) so, 25th episode, hit me with your weekly high and your weekly low. Okay, so... Both of my highs and lows involve you, so there's your little, there's your little clue. <laughs> my, my, my low. <gasps> well, it, it involves you. It's nothing that you did, if that makes you feel better. I think, so. I, know, I think I know what it is, but I'll wait. Okay, so we'll start with the high, and the high was that on Friday evening, me, you, and our friend Sarah got to go out for dinner together. Um, we went to an incredible place called Spark, which came on recommendation from M, as well as my boss, who is a big foodie, and she lives in York and she's recommended Spark to me loads of times but it's basically a place where you can like you go in but there's loads of different restaurants and then you order from it all that kind of stuff so you can all get different food so we got pizza well me and you got pizza Sarah got tacos because she's cool like that and then <laughs> we ended up just had the nicest evening and it was so exciting because we've not eaten out together like yeah we've not been out together for months and months and we've not had a chance to go out with sarah ever have we ever going. eaten out together in an evening in the evening um i think the only time we've eaten out together on an oh, evening was in london. london yeah and we went for pizza express like the boring <laughs> bitches that we are but um yeah so we got pizza it was lovely just had such a great time and the weather came through it was kind of sunny a little bit chilly but you know we got to sit outside and I just had such a good time so that was definitely the high of my week Um, had such a lovely evening together and it also gave me a chance to not wear leggings for once because I feel (laughs) like honestly I have been wearing leggings now consecutively for the majority of the last 365 days (laughs) so it was nice to put on some real clothes for once. You looked fancy you looked very pretty by any chance is your low at the same on the same evening oh my god no but now it should be no we need to talk about it we need to talk about it there were some people at spark that were laughing at kira when she was filming for her vlog <laughs> and i just thought i thought i thought we were past you know i thought we were past that that period of time i, know, where people I just would laugh at like, things like that i always think those types of things are a reflection of someone else's insecurities yeah. but like you know if you're into youtubing or vlogging yourself like obviously that's fine it's not something that everyone's gonna want to do but I just think you know if I'm not filming them like if I was filming other people then you know then they yeah. got a bit funny about it that would be fine but I was actually filming our food and our table so it's like if we're all fine with it I don't really see what the issue is so don't know um what his problem was but we were raring for a fight we yeah. just wanted him to <laughs> like, laugh again if someone's mean to me I will just like cry and not want confrontation but if someone is mean to one of my friends it really gets to me it gets me all yeah. fired up. I was you really, were fired up. I was you were ready. giving him death. Stats. I was ready to chuck his apérol <laughs> spritz all over him. <laughs> well, you saying about was my low on the same night made me think of another low. So I technically have two <laughs> lows of the week now. So what was the other low? The low was that obviously I wore clothes that were not my classic. <laughs> my low was that um, I wore clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, who wants to do that? <laughs> Uh, that I wore, you know, more fancy clothes and as well as not wearing leggings, it also meant that I decided to wear some boots instead of my classic trainers, my comfy trainers. By the time we sat down at our table, my little toes both had blisters (laughs) on. I literally had to sit at the table with no shoes on the whole evening. And then when it came to walking home in the evening, Sarah walked back to my house with me because her car was parked on my street and I felt really bad for her because I was walking at snail's pace and honestly like I just never heard not. someone complain about blisters so much and I didn't even have to do the walk home oh my god you don't even understand though it was so painful and my house is not that far away like it was a short walk to get to Sparks the fact that I was in that much pain by the time we sat down I just couldn't believe that I was in a state of disbelief that's the price so that of socialising hello 
yeah, I know. I'm never going to make that mistake again. I'm going to wear trainers next time. <laughs> um, and finally, the other low of the week, the one that included you, was the fact that we normally go to the gym on Saturday morning and have our little Saturday morning routine of gym and then walking into town and going for a coffee and a little snack. A little snack. Um, snack. <laughs> a little snack. But this Saturday, we went to the gym, but it was absolutely pouring with rain Mm -hmm. all day on Saturday which meant that we just had to say goodbye after the gym and we (laughs) didn't get to do our little little Saturday routine because it was raining so sad it was sad sad. times my high and low I'm assuming you're done there I can Uh see you're drinking your squash sorry just taking a squash break (laughs) taking a little squish break so I'll move on to my high and my low (laughs) So my Sorry. weekly high this week, I feel like, was such a big one. So I met my colleagues in real life and we yes. all went out day drinking to some outdoor beer gardens on Saturday. How weird is it throughout this whole pandemic that you can start a job in lockdown and be working at, at a place for six months and still not know how tall your it's colleagues are? It's so weird. Like, I do know all of my colleagues. Um the ones that I work with on like a day-to-day basis I've met most of them so like I don't really have that issue but I do think it'd be very weird so to like bizarre. you know be literally communicating with people all day long every single day of the week and not actually know what they're like in real life it's so it's so weird but it was such a lovely day and just like I work with such a really nice team so it was a brilliant day really Amazing. enjoyed me oh, how, I don't use the word brilliant enough it's very English. Brilliant. Sorry, English. Absolutely and so many, thi- bloody so many things are bloody brilliant. So yeah, it was bloody <laughs> brilliant. And uh, my low of the week, I have forgotten <laughs> what oh, I no. wrote down. I remember low. it was to do with editing. Oh, oh yeah. I've just literally <laughs> just before we recorded this podcast, I was editing my vlog, which should have gone up. So really it's a double low of the week. It, it should have gone actually, up this yeah. evening. So this is Sunday evening. It should have already been up. And this morning I tried to edit it and my like my editing software just would not load and I just wasted <laughs> two hours of my precious Sunday morning, which was annoying. <laughs> and I finally got down to edit it and the files were corrupt. Which why why I, do files so corrupt? Sad. Like it's not the whole vlog. I honestly- don't know, but it's some you know. really aesthetically pleasing clips and everything around them even including some that i filmed in the same like 10 minute period are fine and then this selection of so like five bizarre. clips are just corrupt which is so annoying but that's a bit of a niche low <laughs> so i'm not gonna it's dwell niche, on it but also like so annoying because it's one of those things where there's nothing you could have done to prevent it and there's also nothing you can, can do, do about it. it yeah it's so, so it's just annoying. like it's like an itch that you just can't scratch it's just like so irritating like, so the I feel words, for you on that file corrupt came up and I was like that oh. is the most typical thing I have seen given no, that, that I mean this... like vlogs yeah. are so like you know you obviously film things as you go but often like as you're going you're kind of building the story of what it's yeah. going to be like in your head and then if you're just suddenly left with a big gap it, it does become a lot harder if you to like string it together the way that you envision I it, actually so might even have to I that. might have to like reenact it tomorrow just to get the clip because <laughs> the vlog's gonna have to go up late tomorrow night anyway so I might as well do it but yeah, yeah that is my weekly low the trials and tribulations of producing high quality or attempting to produce high quality vlogs you do produce high quality vlogs well not when the files are corrupt but anyway how's the rest of your week been um wow I mean what has been going on this week I do have one thing that I want want to see if you can guess at the end of this section okay. so i'll just gonna keep going taking, taking the baton of spicing up the episode um, but i think last week i said i was reading the road trip by beth o'leary <laughs> you looked so lost then for a second i was like what was last I week what did i, I do what did i do <laughs> what did i do who am i where am i um but i said i was reading the road trip by beth o'leary finished that this week which felt good for two reasons first of all lovely book I really enjoyed it and second of all I've been really struggling with reading lately and like who even literally who am I because I can't read don't know how to do it anymore I've clearly forgotten I think Middlemarch broke my brain Middlemarch and also reading two books by Tolkien at the same time it was like required reading throughout my entire English degree I think I read like 
maybe two or three books out of choice because the rest of the time I was just doing required reading and I think required reading just does something to me and it's not a good something so it felt nice to finish reading a book that I was just excited to read and that was fun and enjoyable and I, I'm just very happy about it um, and then the other thing that I wanted to mention this week I feel like it's not been a particularly busy week in terms of anything other than work but one standout moment is the fact that obviously don't know if you guys know but we've been going to the gym recently so like maybe we've mentioned it maybe <laughs> we haven't um <laughs> we've become like those people that only ever talk about the gym i saw a um tiktok the other day that was basically like pov like telling people i'm going to the gym and then congratulating me because i'm working on my health but in reality i'm only going to the gym so i don't have to have a personality outside of fitness and like, <laughs> that really just feels like an attack but <laughs> going back to that part of my personality um i've been working on squats since we have been in the gym and i started out just with a 15kg barbell and then last week I got Jay to lift a 20kg barbell onto my shoulders and I did that and then I decided this week I was finally brave enough to go onto the squat rack. So for anyone that doesn't know the barbell on the squat rack is 20kgs without putting any plates onto it so I wanted to make sure I could definitely do that before I took myself down to the squat rack and made a fool of myself. <laughs> um, but um, I did that and then I got up to 40 kg so I basically doubled what I had done the previous leg day and it just felt like such a major achievement. I I'm just proud felt of very you. proud Pat of myself. Thank you. It was definitely down to Jay's um, encouragement slash bullying to be like, put on another 5 kg because he was like, you could do it. And I was like, I don't know if I can. He did but it to me on the bench press and I couldn't do no. it. I've told Jay all along he should be a personal trainer because he just has that push about him. But yeah, I am... Um, did that today and then no I didn't I did that earlier this week but today in the gym we saw your friend who was squatting <laughs> shout like out shout out digger he was squatting an insane amount I was on the treadmill and I literally just kept looking over because I was in awe of like I think at one point he had at least 150 kilos on the squat rack if I did that I think I, I, think <laughs> I would I think I would die I did 15k 15 kg on the bench press and that was honestly one of the highlights of my week I like texted everyone I knew like guess what I did but that's impressive to say that you had never done a bench press before so yeah, I was, happy I was very proud of you um but yeah so not quite at digger's level of squat ability just yet. squat ability but, I like that word squat ability <laughs> but maybe maybe one day I'll get up there but yeah I just felt very proud that I had started yeah. pushing myself with the squats so is there anything else from your week that you want to talk about before I give you my little <laughs> yes there is so okay the first thing I wanted to mention is that I made this is so random and like <laughs> not within the flow of the gym but I feel like this is why I go to the gym I made the most insane stack of pancakes this morning which I feel like has oh to be God, documented on if you follow me on Instagram you might have seen them so my parents for Christmas got me this like pancake mix which was like choc chip <laughs> pancake mix why are you laughing? <laughs> because I can't believe it's literally made I know I've not used it since it's Christmas it's because no it's because like at what point would I ever make a stack of 12 pancakes for myself? So I had to wait. It's a regular Sunday. <laughs> I had to wait until like someone else wanted the pancakes with me. So I made this choc chip pancake stack with strawberries and then drizzled milky bar chocolate over it. And it's I the white like, chocolate yeah. on top that did it for me. I mm -hmm. just that did something. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it will oh, be wow, in wow. not this vlog that goes up tomorrow. So not Monday the 10th of May it'll go up on Sunday the 16th of May if you want to see those pancakes because I was pretty and you do you do you do want to see them unless the file corrupts again corrupts yeah if, if the file let's not manifest that <laughs> I'll quit YouTube because that was like literally I was like hold the camera while I drizzle like it's a good shot oh my god so that was one thing wow. I wanted to talk about and then the other one was that I went into Waterstones today really like whilst I was just waiting for Kira to meet me I was in Waterstones and I really wanted wanted to buy a memoir because I've got into mm -hmm. the habit of when I film a reading vlog I'll read one memoir and one fiction in each vlog so I've got loads yeah. of fiction on my TBR that on like on my physical owned TBR um, and I don't have many memoirs so I really wanted to buy one and Jenna feeling my bookshelf one of my favorite bookstagram accounts and mm -hmm. just people uh, recommended <laughs> me 
All the Young Men by Ruth Ruth Coker Burks um, and she I'm going to read you the little synopsis thing it says All the Young Men a gripping and triumphant tale of human compassion is the true story of Ruth Coker Burks a young single mother in Hot Springs Arkansas who finds herself driven to the forefront of the AIDS crisis and becoming a pivotal activist in America's fight against AIDS I feel like I almost lost lost my trail (laughs) of speaking then but it sounds incredible and she said it was one of the best memoirs she's ever read so that was actually on one of the front tables in waterstones so i bought it and then kira met me yeah. saw the advert bought it read the blurb and has also bought it so i'm sure at some point it just sounded so interesting yeah i feel i feel like maybe we should try and time when we read that so we can talk about it maybe uh, in a podcast time it immediately because yeah, i really want to read it yeah we can read it for a podcast episode maybe mm-hmm, and talk about sure. it so i'm really excited to read that one and jenna always gives me like the best memoir recommendations so i'm really excited about mm-hmm. that and that's all i wanted to say so hit me with a question i've got two questions now first of all okay. you said um arkansas did you know that that's pronounced arkansas i did not <laughs> And I heard it on a TikTok recently, right? Someone said, why is Kansas and Arkansas pronounced differently, even though they've both got Kansas in the thing? And basically, it was due to which people from Europe colonised those areas of America. And I think Arkansas was colonised more by, I think it was French or something, so that influenced the pronunciation of the word, even though the spelling is exactly the same. So the more you know. That is a fun fact. (laughs) Um... I would not have corrected you if I didn't have that fun fact, but I just wanted to throw it in. <laughs> it's okay. I can take constructive criticism. Arkansas. Um, Arkansas, yeah. It is weird. But um, anyway, the actual thing I wanted to see if you'd like caught up with on in pop culture this week was okay. that um, a celebrity couple has started a YouTube channel this week. Oh, Have God. you heard about it? Uh, is it a celebrity couple that I would know? You definitely would know them. Is it Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds? No, but I wish it was. Yeah, me too. That was just kind of wishful thinking because that would be hilarious and glamorous all in one. I don't know who it is. Give me the answer. It is <coughs> the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, a.k.a. Prince Kate William Will. and Kate Middleton. Yeah, the What future. are they going to talk about on YouTube? I literally don't know, but they have only one video on there so far. They started it four days ago. Um, I came across this also on TikTok. Thanks, TikTok, for <laughs> just bringing me all of the news of the world. That's your but, identity. Um, TikTok and Jim. <laughs> gym talk um but yeah so they've got one video on there and they tried to make it like it was kind of like a, a trailer type video but they had like a couple of bits where they were trying to be like funny and relatable like oh you need to be careful what you're funny and relatable <laughs> and like there's only so relatable they could be obviously but i'm just so intrigued and i was just thinking about all the content that they could make there were some hilarious ones in the description box um, and like the comments and things that people were making like i don't know if you've seen like the <laughs> videos people make about like calling michael jackson at 3am but this one was like calling prince philip and princess <laughs> margaret at 3am and um, all like pranking the queen um but then i thought you know hashtag a day in the life of kate and wills would be quite <laughs> i'd like to see a morning routine <laughs> yeah or like waking up in the castle. eating a day <laughs> like there's so many i think they're obviously not going to go down that path but i think that's the path they should go down hashtag this video has been sponsored by squarespace <laughs> Well, I thought you meant this podcast episode then. I, mean, I was like, how's it? That's news to me. <laughs> no, I'm doing an impression of Kate and Wills as they become social media influencers. Oh. But yeah, so that's a fun fact. That is uh, a fun fact. You're full of the them today. The royals are on YouTube. You're so fun. You're bursting with fun A bank of information. <laughs> and on that note, shall we transition, segue, into the main theme? I'll see you there. <laughs> oh, we're so late. <laughs> okay so moving into the main section where we are going to be much more calm and you know controlled because i feel like we got a little bit chaotic in that (laughs) i was literally looking at you know on audacity (laughs) or however you use to record you can see the spikes of your voice there are some points where i feel like i'm gonna sound like i'm screaming into the (laughs) microphone because the spikes were out of control just feel like we got a little bit excited and i'm blaming it on the fact that it's evening time and i've just had dinner and i'm we both had buzzed pizza. on pizza yeah but anyway um moving into the main section and um, we generally speaking pick one topic a week 
no, that makes no sense. We, we alternate who alter, picks the yeah. topic of the week. <laughs> yeah, we obviously pick one topic a week. But we alternate. Um, but this week we kind of collaborated on an idea based on the fact that we've both been going through something recently. That sounds way more dramatic <laughs> than it needs to. <laughs> we've been going through it. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we have. And that thing is the evolution of our content and the fact that, you know, content can change with you and kind of navigating that process of like, when to change your content, if you have to change it, how to go about it, all of that kind of stuff. So before we jump into all of the ins and outs of the situation, do you want to give a quick overview of like the ways in which like you feel like your content has evolved and maybe like why and then we'll jump into everything. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. So about two years ago, well actually going way back, (laughs) about two and a half years ago I started my YouTube channel and it was originally University Vlogs, which is so funny. They're all private so no one can go and see them anymore. Uh, I can watch them for the Metems, but uh, then I started Booktube. Yeah, I was about to say Bookstagram, Booktube. Um, And for two years now I've been doing solid Booktube, which has been a mixture of reading vlogs and a lot of sit-down videos, which includes like Mm -hmm. TBR, book hauls, TBR is to be read, if you didn't know that, reading (laughs) wrap-ups and just like me sat in front of the camera talking about books and over the last few months I feel like I've just kind of fallen out of love with that content, it doesn't feel very much like me anymore. When I first started my channel I was in university and I had a lot more time to record and and now I feel like now that I'm in full-time work and my life just looks different and feels different. That content doesn't feel like me anymore. And so I recently made the decision, Mm -hmm. like recently as in last week, to just do one video on my channel on a Sunday. Well, it should be on a Sunday if my computer (laughs) software is working. Files don't get corrupted. What a good start. (laughs) Um, Every Sunday, which is just like a reading vlog primarily, but is also more lifestyle, has bits of the podcasting, has a bit of writing, a bit of living in York, and just general life vlogs where I can kind of focus more on making them aesthetic and Mm -hmm. you know just documenting this period of my life it feels very more me and also I feel like content has changed in that things have been added in like if you had told me when I started booktube that I with someone I had never even met at that point would do an agony ant slash lifestyle podcast I'd been like that's crazy like I feel like I don't have anything to say whereas now I feel like I'm much more like chatty and we've got this friendship and the podcast kind of evolved as well so Mm -hmm. definitely my content has evolved a lot but specifically in the last week or so it's been a move from booktube and sit down videos to just more lifestyle vlogs book content so yeah that's me cool okay so just to give my little overview i started my channel um i think it was 2018 now so like coming up to a three-year anniversary um and i actually originally started making food videos my first couple you can get back, they're still alive. My first couple of videos were, um, what I, I think it was, my first video was like, what I eat on Easter weekend or something like that. There was I'm no audio, back. no talking or anything like that. I think it was all just food clips. And then I think I've got a recipe for banana bread on there or something like that as well. Um, and I did that for a few months just making food videos because I actually had not even, I don't think, come across Booktube at the time that I was starting my channel. Um, I just loved watching vegan food channels. That was my jam. Um, as well as just more lifestyle videos. So I started that and then I gradually started coming across book content as I was finishing my English literature degree. Did I say that? (laughs) English literature degree. And like I mentioned in the first section, I didn't read a lot during my degree except for what was required because there was so much required reading. So as I came to the end of that and I'd handed in my dissertation and done my final exams, I was suddenly really excited to be reading again. And I think I maybe started looking for recommendations and came across Booktube. And so... I don't know if this is a bit unusual because I feel like a lot of people would have been like watching booktube for a while and then finally decide to do it but I just decided to chuck out a haul or something like that and immediately I mean I didn't like grow massively or anything to begin with but I felt like compared to the food videos where I kind of felt like I was in a bit of a void when that's I started what university out, vlogs felt like yeah, as well yeah I felt like within booktube there was a definite community there where people were yeah. engaging in the content so I was making a lot of book videos like you said Said, things like TBR's hauls, wrap-ups, and then some reading vlogs, although I definitely didn't start those initially. I think vlogging was quite a scary thing to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Um, and then gradually 
it felt more normal. I feel like maybe it just feels weird to talk to a camera in a vlog style because it's more chatty when you don't feel like anyone's watching. Whereas I feel like the more established you feel like you are, the more natural you feel like you can be in vlogging, or at least that was how it felt to me. So that's how I started and I continued doing that mixture of lifestyle, occasional food videos and mostly book videos for the last couple of years. Um, but food was my initial passion and it was what I loved sharing but it kind of ended up taking a back seat because the majority of people who subscribed to my channel wanted to see book videos and so I kind of felt like I was not posting something that I really wanted to post because it was not what the audience signed up for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I felt equally excited about sharing both types of content. I just didn't know how to strike the balance. So literally a couple of weeks ago, I finally took the plunge into doing something that I had wanted to do for ages, which was I finally decided to start a food channel, which I mentioned last week, it's called Kira's Kitchen. And essentially that just means that on my main channel, I can share book videos, reading vlogs and all of that kind of stuff. But then on my other channel, I can share food and not have to hold it back or drip in food content. Like every once in a while, I can literally just share as much as I want to. Um, and I also it's think- It's an amazing like, channel. Just gonna you. interrupt there and thank say, I love much. Kira's food content. Like I watch a lot of book content and writing content, but Kira's food stuff, oh, she's taking another sip of squash. <laughs> so Especially from that pizza. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's an amazing channel. I would really recommend going check it out. Go, I would really you. recommend going to check it out. Thank you very much. I do just, I love food. I love watching people talk about food. I love making food. I love talking about food. I love food. So, <laughs> um, I'm just excited to have a place where I can share that with no restraint. Yeah. Um, and then similarly to you, I've also moved more towards the main channel being more vlog focused rather than sit down videos um, and I just find that like I phased out wrap ups completely um, don't really make TBRs unless there's something special to go you know to talk about like a particular readathon or anything because I just don't enjoy watching that content like I never will sit down and watch a wrap up um, whereas I used to I used to really enjoy that so I feel like as my watching tastes have evolved, the content that I've wanted to make has evolved because I think it's hard to be passionate about making something that you yourself wouldn't want to watch, yeah, if that makes absolutely. sense. So I've kind of taken that evolution of creating the content that I want to make and that I myself would want to watch because I feel like then the like passion and enthusiasm comes across in the content a lot more and just yeah, makes I it Yeah, I definitely agree. Fun. I, think, I think it's it is very obvious if you... For a, for a watcher, a watcher? For an audience member? <laughs> um, a yeah. viewer, a viewer. There we go. I think it's obvious for a viewer if the content creator isn't passionate about what they're talking about anymore, if it doesn't excite them, if it feels like a chore. When I go back and watch videos, sit down videos from a couple of months back, I don't know if it's just because I was the one making that content, but I can tell that I wasn't like excited about it. So I think yeah. I think it is. It does come through, and it's always easier to make good content when you're excited about making that content. Absolutely. So in terms of like a practical approach to evolving your content, um, when you sort of decided that you wanted to move towards like vlogs, for example, in this instance, and you yeah. wanted to get rid of sit down videos, I know you made a community post about it to like announce that to your subscribers. Yeah. But was that like a split decision, just like a spur of the moment thing where you decided like, you know, screw it, I'm just going to do this? Or was it something that you kind of like mulled over and like debated yeah. between for a while? So I feel like the last few months have been, a, there's been a lot of change in my life in that it's become busy and there's been even more plates to spin. Obviously adding this pod, podcast into my mm -hmm. weekly routine is another plate to spin. Starting a full-time job, moving into a house share where there's so much going on. And yeah. also as we move out of lockdown, being able to have a social life again, you know, there's seeing friends. We started going to the gym. I've obviously like, I date a lot. So like there's lots of plates to spin. And I really didn't feel like I was having the time or the energy for YouTube, but I didn't want to let it go because there's something that I absolutely love about YouTube and it's that chatty mm -hmm. aspect of it. I have a very, like, I have a very, like, much smaller community than you, but it's, I love it and it's so, like, Your engaged. Your 
yeah, I, I really, really like love my subscribers because it just feels really engaged and I recognize when people comment again and I didn't want to leave that feeling like I had that community mm-hmm. behind. And I also received, because I put on, I think I put on Instagram a few like months ago that I wasn't feeling, I was feeling a bit disillusioned with making content. And I got yeah. some really lovely messages about how my vlogs in particular were a comfort to some people, particularly throughout this lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so I really didn't want to stop making content if it was that to some people, and it is also that to me. I definitely find that I don't really watch the kind of content I've moved away from now, like mm-hmm. you. And what I do watch is vlogs, and I do find them comforting. I know that a lot of people think, why would you want to watch someone going about their day? Is that not boring? But I think mm-hmm. when you invest in someone and their community, yeah. you will watch, you know, you love to like engage with their life and their vlogs and I, I find that mm-hmm. very comforting I watch yeah. people like your vlogs like Noelle's vlogs Rihanna and Ashley absolutely love her vlogs you can talk about her a lot yeah <laughs> oh my god sitting down with a cup of tea in a new Rihanna and Ashley video because I'm so like invested in her channel I just like that comforting aspect of a vlog and so I just decided that I didn't want to give up the channel I really like that engaged community but how mm-hmm. was I going to make it something that I could fit into my week and so I decided firstly to move down to one video a week and then I thought what video is most important to me and I thought vlogs are a way of looking back at this time of my life so not only is it something that I'm putting work into for the people that watch it it also feels like something that I'm putting work into for me as well because I will want to go and watch the vlogs from this period of my life Mm -hmm. so it still incorporates books and it incorporates you know all the other things I love about YouTube without you know having to let go of it completely which is definitely the right direction so it's been kind of in the works in my mind for a good few months now mm-hmm. but it might seem like a snap decision when you write a community post but yeah. it's definitely some I think I've been talking about to you about it a lot that I was yeah I feel like you've been kind of yeah expressing that like just like lack of passion I guess for like some yeah. of the content you were making and also just like um the feeling of like not getting back the response that you want from content that you are putting a lot of effort into that makes sense like obviously the youtube algorithm can be a really difficult place to navigate because honestly don't know if anyone actually really understands how it works um but i feel like if you don't have passion for sit down videos but then you have to plan them film them edit them you've had to put in a lot of time and effort and then you put one out there and the algorithm just doesn't seem to pick it up and therefore it doesn't have like a great effect on your engagement I feel like that just adds to the negativity that you're feeling about it whereas like by contrast you mentioned that literally you put up that community post and shared a vlog and then that was like the first time in ages where you'd seen like a really positive reaction in terms of like the algorithm and subscribers and stuff yeah I just feel like I do just think that when you create content that you're passionate about yeah I just think it's people can tell and people feel more engaged with your content. Also, it was a great way for me to incorporate writing back into not only my Mm -hmm. vlogs, but my life again. Making that decision to move down to one video a week and having it as something where I'm kind of just filming my life and chatting away means that I can start writing again, which is a big thing for me because I just haven't had the time. Yeah, it made me so happy when you said that your subscribers had gone up after that vlog because I was just like, like, what a great, what the heck? What a sign. It's just like, I know, obviously, not everyone believes in signs and everything, but it is good when like things align and you're like oh that's actually you know it's worked out well I made the right decision and yeah it made me happy Um, I feel like I had a similar experience this year now I never want to sound like ungrateful for the platform that I've got or anything like my channel did grow like a significant amount last year and that was so incredible and I feel like maybe I just got like used to a certain like trajectory or like you know yeah um, amount of views and stuff me and Jay we like to be a bit like nerdy so every Sunday evening at 7 p.m um Jay has an alarm that goes off I have three YouTube channels now we've got the yoga corner Kira's kitchen and Kira Foster so we have a spreadsheet and um I didn't Every know Sunday, this. We have um, a section for each one. We track watch time um, for the one channel of mine that's monetized. We track um, the like ad revenue for the week um, and like subscribers and things like that. Just like it's fun to like see the growth of something and we just like to see it mapped out. But there was yeah. a period in January, February time of this year where I'd been doing like quite well in terms of like seeing a consistency across like watch time and revenue up until the end of last year and then it just seemed to plummet off the face of the earth and it kind of coincided with a difficult time because it was when Willow 
my little buddy got ill and then oh. obviously sadly Willow. passed away r.i.p willow we do love you um but anyway so that was a sad time it was difficult i feel like my passion for content was difficult because it was obviously just a difficult time in general and then it felt like nothing was getting like picked up by the algorithm and stuff and i kind of took a step back i stopped putting out as many videos a week because i had been putting out three videos a week and i felt like after doing that for i started that in march 2020 at the beginning of lockdown so i feel like after doing that for how many months is that March to December so few nine Nine, yeah go for that so after doing that for like nine months I felt like my whole pregnancy (laughs) I felt like I had just like I was done kind of like you know a woman is at the end of her pregnancy I was like you know what (laughs) my my idea bank is running dry I needed just like a bit of time to refresh and then I feel like we moved house and we got to like change bookshelves all of that kind of stuff and I felt like all of those things just felt like I had been reinvigorated and again kind of like with you yeah it was like the interaction the way that the algorithm was putting my videos out just seemed to be improving again and I just felt like everything had fallen into place so now I'm sort of sitting between one and two videos a week on the main channel I'm trying to do two videos a week on the food channel and <laughs> haven't been doing anything on the yoga channel. I do not know how you do it, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. I do feel, what was I going to say? <laughs> Let me just think. <laughs> I had a thought. <laughs> so I just had a complete mind blank there and I forgot what I was going to say. So I can't even remember what I said last. So the clip may seem a little bit misaligned. But what I was going to say before I had my mind blank was that I think when you grow a community and you really enjoy, you know, interacting with that community, producing content, and then suddenly you get to a point where you have to change something, whether that be the frequency of your videos, the content Mm. in your videos, um, the general attitude towards your videos, whatever it is, it can feel really scary because you want to believe that that community will stick with you, but you have no idea. Like when I posted that community post about how I was, you know, going to stop sit down videos, my subscriber count could technically have like halved and depleted and I didn't know and it was a risk, but I do feel like you've just got to do what mm-hmm. feels right for you at the time and you know the time of your life that you're in because yeah as we've said like a million times in this theme it mm-hmm. does reflect in your content when you're not happy with the content yeah. you're producing and Absolutely. I think your content does have to evolve with you because people aren't static the you know our experiences we have aren't static and so it makes no sense to think that the content mm-hmm. we're always going to produce is the same obviously you see a lot of content creators go through this I remember when like for example Zoe Sugg, Zoella Ugh, was massive queen. and yeah the queen of YouTube she had a main channel and she posted content on that all the time and she had a similar yeah yeah, she had a lot of subscribers um and over time she just dwindled that channel out and now she just does vlogs and I think that's very characteristic of a lot of content creators because you can't the the content you create when you start a channel or a platform whatever that is it's not gonna be what you want to do 10 years down the line yeah exactly it's gonna change are just so great because they I like to view my channel and I feel like a lot of people have the same view which is that your channel is just like an amalgamation of all of your favourite things and things that you want to share and your life experiences and I think with being a more lifestyle focused channel rather than having a really specific niche you allow for that channel to grow and evolve with you which is I think the best thing for staying engaged with your own content, keeping your passion for content creation alive and I just think it's so nice. And I often find, well, at least in my own experience with my community, I always think I've just got such lovely people who watch yeah. my videos and obviously regular people that comment and just leave like the most lovely like responses to videos. But whenever I have changed something up or launched a new project like this podcast or like my food channel or like my yoga channel that I launched in November, the response has been just like so positive. And I know that not everyone who subscribed to the main channel is going to be interested in each of those things, but just the support and encouragement of like, yeah, you go and do that. Do those things that make you happy. Just again, really boosts you. And I guess the moral of the story for me is just to like follow your gut instinct, do what you think is right for you. And the chances are your community and the people that you create content for will be in support of that because they are invested in you in a way. And I feel like there's just, 
YouTube has just such a great community aspect, which I absolutely love. I'm definitely like just going to finish this off and echo what you just said there. I think when I subscribe to a YouTube channel, yes, I'm subscribing to the content, but over time, as I continue to watch the content, it becomes me being subscribed to that person. And if what they want to do is change up their content because I'm invested in them, I will continue to watch that content. And people wouldn't want you to, you know, stick yourself in a tiny box and never branch Mm -hmm. out of it just because, you know that's the content you've always created. I remember feeling really worried about that when I started to talk about nonfiction on my channel because it was something yeah. that I'd never read when I started my channel. And I think it's less talked about on BookTube. And I, th- I thought mm-hmm. if I, you know, if I start talking about nonfiction, people are going to unsubscribe. And of course, like a few people did, but most of my people stuck with me. And I think that was really I think positive. now you are like a font of knowledge on nonfiction. And it's like... Oh my God, that's yeah. like the biggest compliment. Because it's not something that has like as much of a platform on BookTube, I feel like it makes you like unique and someone who like, I certainly turn to for nonfiction recommendations. And that you have changed my life in terms of nonfiction because it's something I never... I was really like prejudiced against. I was like, no, it's going to be boring. I've got no interest. <laughs> You t- totally turned my perspective around, and yeah. Someone messaged me on Instagram the other day, and they said, "Okay, so I'm coming to the Memoir Queen for a recommendation." And oh I was like, "Did God. you just call me the Memoir Queen?" That needs to um, be in your bio. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, when I started enjoying reading nonfiction, and I was debating about talking about it on my channel. I almost debated not reading nonfiction so that I could talk about fiction, and that's crazy to me that I almost, you know, stunted yeah. my reading taste. And it's evolution Mm -hmm. just, you know, for the content I was creating. So the moral Mm -hmm. of the story is your content is bound to evolve with you because everyone evolves. That's just life, especially if you you don't want to stay the same forever. Yeah. Then why would you expect your content to stay the same forever? So let it grow. Let it grow. Follow your instinct. Let it grow. Let Let it grow. grow. (laughs) Don't hold it back anymore. But we can confirm we will not be creating a singing channel. Yes. Rest assured. Let's never say never. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Do you remember when like music covers were such a big thing? Back in the noughties. Are they not still? I don't see them anymore. I mean, I don't think I ever watched them. I feel them, like and I don't people think I were now, but... way more shameless back then. Like, you know, like, <laughs> there was just... It's a different time. It's a different time. The content it has evolved. Content has evolved. People have evolved. And that's going to keep happening. So just, you know, enjoy the ride. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, let's... In to- speaking of enjoying the ride, let's segue into... <laughs> Your favourite section. The, <laughs> the ride that I enjoy... <laughs> well 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 what a way to conclude that section oh god i want to say cut it out jay but we know that it's not gonna (laughs) go love that Okay, so welcome back to this week's Agony Ant column. We yes. decided to just pick one question today just because that middle section was longer than it we was expected. It is always the sections, the themes that we always say, oh, that's going to be short. We I know, whenever we're like, oh, I don't about. think that's going to take yeah. that long. That's when you know you're in for a big episode. <laughs> big <laughs> episode. And we actually got a another Agony Ant. I feel like we've been getting a lot of Agony Ants in the last few weeks about topics that we've never touched on and it's surprising to me that we, we never have. We love to see it. Yeah, honestly. so I'm really excited about this one because we've never really touched on university, but clearly we do have some listeners that are either at university or preparing to go to university, which is exciting because I didn't know that. So know, the question like, is... Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't. Um, the question is, how did you get... Blah, blah, blah. We'll go again. Believe a lot of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> how... it's, it's eight o'clock, guys. I'm it's ready for bed. PM, yeah, yeah, this is so opposite yeah. to the... 12 hours earlier, 8am, that we normally meet at. I know. You can tell it's the end of the day. Okay, so, how did you guys pick what uni to go to? I'm starting to research unis, and most unis have the course that I want, because it's not an incredibly specific course, but as someone who's never really left their hometown, I've no clue how to pick what uni in the whole of the UK to pick. Thanks. Love the podcast. Oh, thank you very thank much. Thank you. I'm glad you love the podcast. And also so this so is basically exciting. a question. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't it even cross my mind to talk about this, but now that I know that we have people that are, you know, like preparing for university, mm-hmm. then we definitely should touch on it more. So the question 100%. is, when you've maybe never experienced much of the UK, how on earth yeah. do you decide which city to go to? So mm-hmm. 
Before we jump into that, though, can we just discuss how crazy it is that obviously we can choose to go to university anywhere in the UK, right? Which seems like, you know, a broad thing. But imagine America, like literally the thought of moving thousands of miles away just for university is just mind-blowing to me like we are so small by comparison like it's so small but anyways <laughs> um so just to clarify we clarify that was clarify. just to clarify just in case you didn't know um we both went to the same university went to the university of leeds um but as always i like to point out that we were there simultaneously but didn't know each other. Weird. I honestly should have been on the school newspaper, but I wasn't. So, like, <laughs> I, I never did that. So that's... And we would have met then. We I know. We, that's, that's like, friends. a definite way we would have met. You should have joined that. I wonder, though, if we, like, would have been friends then or, like, you know, like, what would have happened? You're not edgy enough for me, edgy leads. <laughs> edgy leads. Excuse me. I am edgy leads. It's ironic because I am, I am lose, lose, the lose. least edgy. <laughs> Please do that again. Lose, lose, lose. Sorry, guys. For anyone that's not from Leeds, you wouldn't get it. But um, that's a joke, by the way. <laughs> You're not edgy enough. <laughs> Just to I'm clarify, so it's because we're the least edgy people yeah. on the planet that we're saying that. Um, and the University of Leeds is primarily attended by rich people from London, for like areas of London where they like wear vintage secondhand clothes and they just look super cool but they've definitely got like an edge to them pretty sure a few people including jamie lang from maiden chelsea went to leeds uni so i did not know you did um so there we go that's a little bit of background about our university a a third fun fact (laughs) i'm full of them today just full of them um but how did i choose to go to leeds university um kind of boring so i actually made some last minute decisions so i was originally going to be applying to do mental health nursing at university started writing my personal statement and i was like all raring to go and then i was like like that's what i went to i went to several university open days about that and i like was fully prepared and then i was like 12 hour shifts is that really for me (laughs) so i was like you know what change of plan, not going to be doing that. So then I decided last minute to do, I mean, it wasn't last minute, it was still within the full, like, normal Drink every time Kira says last minute. <laughs> last minute. Last minute made this decision, it was quite last minute. But um, <laughs> after the summer holidays between year 12 and year 13, I had changed my mind and I decided then to rewrite my personal statement and for the application process, I applied to do English literature. I ended up getting three A's in my AS level, so the first year of... Did not know um, that, you clever clogs. I didn't, I was unexpected, let me tell you that. Um, So then I was predicted three A's, so I wanted to go somewhere that was a Russell Group University, which is like a group of universities that are considered to be like the best ones in the UK, I think. I think that's how it works. But anyway, I was applying to those types of universities. I applied to Leeds, Sheffield... Manchester, I think York and Durham, um, and I got into all of them except for Durham, sad times, but you know, um, <laughs> really deep down I knew that I was not going to be going anywhere except for Leeds. Um, I personally would have not minded travelling, however I was obviously in a happy relationship with Jay, still together, so that was clearly a good choice because Jay wasn't <laughs> going to university and I am not big into like going out. I also wasn't particularly social, so the idea of halls wasn't something that particularly appealed to me. And I figured that I actually would rather stay local near Jay and just like go to Leeds Uni because it was in like one of the top universities for the subject that I wanted to do. It was a Russell Group University, had the offer, the university colours suit me, so it just seemed like a good (laughs) choice all around. Um, yeah, so. so I feel like mine's a little bit different because mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, I did live out, I didn't live in my local area, so for anyone that doesn't know, and <laughs> you wouldn't know because it doesn't sound like I am, <laughs> I grew up near Liverpool. Did you? And s- <laughs> sorry, I'm really sorry, that was rude. <laughs> did you know that I grew up near Liverpool and also, did you know I go to the gym? <laughs> Do you really? Where? Yeah. I lived. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, so... When I started applying, I actually originally applied for philosophy. We'll get onto that in a minute. That, but I originally started. I did out not know that. Yeah, I know. 
um, with an like you, the person that has asked this question, a non-specific degree because everywhere does philosophy, pretty, philosophy, pretty much. So I just applied to random. No, I went to go and visit random cities with my parents. Sometimes mm-hmm. my mum, sometimes my dad, sometimes both. And we went to, you know, I think I went to visit Warwick, um, Birmingham, Leeds, Ooh, Liverpool, Cambridge. And maybe a couple of others. You went like, to Cambridge? You just... <clears throat> crazy stuff. Well, I didn't go so. to Cambridge. I went to visit Cambridge. Did you apply? my parents... <laughs> well, let me tell I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting <laughs> so really I just... invested. <laughs> I just picked, like, some places that I knew would be good for philosophy. Maybe look at kind of the reputation they have for certain subjects. Because a lot of mm-hmm. universities excel more at different subjects. Or, you know, you can look at some of the modules that they offer might be different or anything like that. So that's how I chose which ones to visit. Kind of random. And then at the time, I think... Well, when I went to visit Liverpool, I decided that was too close. Went to Warwick and decided that just wasn't my scene because it was so far away from any city. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to visit Leeds, I only went to visit Leeds because my boyfriend at the time was definitely a applying there (laughs) and my parents were like well I mean don't just go there because he's going there because you never know what's going to happen so then I went to visit Leeds and I fell in love with it completely unexpectedly I loved that it was a campus but like close to a city Mm -hmm. I just loved everything about it I loved the union I loved the philosophy department lol Um, and so I came home from that opening I was like I promise it's not about my boyfriend which good thing it wasn't because A, he then didn't get in and B, we broke <laughs> up. So I ended up just going on my own to lead. So that was a good um, good reason it wasn't about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just fell in love with Leeds. I think my, my kind of advice here would be go and visit as many as you can. I think it was really difficult in the past year for a lot of people that couldn't go and visit campuses. I don't yeah, know how I would have done it without being like, able to go visit. You know, a lot of virtual open days, but yeah, that's like kind that of like very tough. Doesn't give you much more info than what you can get on the website. So I do agree that would be a really difficult decision. Yeah, um, but I would say go and visit as many as you can and think about all aspects of the place, like not just the university, but also the location of you know, like how close you are to a city, mm-hmm. um, how close you are from home. If like for example Leeds was a couple of hours away from home but it was an easy route route home and I wanted Mm -hmm. to consider that um look at you know it might be a non-specific course but as like I say it can differ so philosophy was different the modules that were offered the modules were very different yeah exactly so yeah so you can look at that you can look at maybe who the lecturers are or if you've heard of any or any Mm -hmm. published books that you might be interested in for example anything like that um and then I think it is just a feeling like for me when I went to Leeds I was like I really think I would fit in here. <laughs> well, not, not in edginess. Because <laughs> you're so edgy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in terms of like, well, I actually kind of would have really do wonder like what would have happened if I'd have visited York. But anyway, yeah, just go and visit as many as you can and see what happens, see how you feel. Because yeah. sometimes the ones that you think you're not going to love are the ones that you love, which is what happened to me with Leeds. Mm-hmm. But carrying on the philosophy storyline. Mm-hmm. So I was revising for my A-levels and I was revising philosophy and then also geography with my mum and she was yeah. like you sound so much more passionate about this geography vision <laughs> and, and then I mulled it over for a good few weeks and I was like yeah I hate philosophy I need to do human geography um <laughs> what a plot so, twist and at the time my confirmed first choice was Leeds and my second choice was Liverpool because I just thought back up one I'll do it close to home mm-hmm. um Liverpool didn't do human geography okay <laughs> so I only had one choice on the day I had to get three A's to get into Leeds to do human geography because they let me switch um and then I had to like pick a backup that I would call up through clearing if I didn't get three A's. Yeah. Um, because obviously I only had a first choice. Yeah. So actually the backup plan was York. Isn't that weird? That is weird. And I didn't need it because I didn't get three A's, but they let me in anyway to me leave. Me too. But... I got two A's and a B and they let me in. <laughs> I got an A and two B's and they let me in. I don't know anyone on my course that got the um, asking offer. So I didn't ask because to... I was just a bit, I was like, what if I'm the only one that didn't get the asking? I was like, obviously that's not true. But at the time I felt like I'm just going to not say anything and then everyone will just assume that I got three A's. Yeah, well, I'm, um, I'm nosy, so I asked people, and literally no one got it, so, I mean, that's also something that... Was it if you stressed about that. Was it? Yeah. Sad times. Mm. I was... I should have got an A. Really should have done. I will um, always anyway. be bitter that I didn't get an A in philosophy. I mean, the cl- the fact that I did get an A in geography and not in philosophy was a good sign, yeah. that it was the right decision. I got my A's in English and psychology, but a B in philosophy, and I was like... It I was just... hard. Philosophy was very difficult. I think I it's very, like... It's obviously full essay-based, and so it's like, you know, it's a lot of room for just opinion and stuff, and, like, do you think yeah. it's tricky to... I'm an overthinker. If I'd have done philosophy, which is a degree based on overthinking... It's really I existential. I think I would have um, lost my head. 
But what I will say is that oh, we... my Tesco delivery's here. Pause. Okay. <laughs> Back with <laughs> Tesco delivery. Yeah. That was how you know that this is real life. <laughs> this yeah. podcast is so Guess real what, that my Tesco We're just food like shop you. just arrived <laughs> in the middle of recording. But I actually just want to hop onto the Tesco food shop and just show you what arrived. <laughs> I ordered Kira <gasps> oh. some Yorkshire tea that she wanted to try. And I will be delivering it to you soon. It's a bedtime tea with vanilla and nutmeg. How excited are you to try it? That just sounds like a dream. It sounds like your I'm gonna cup make of tea. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make that with vanilla soy milk and it's going to be the best time of my yeah. whole life, I bet. So um, I think that was a worthy anyway. interruption for the podcast. But as we were saying... 100%. I was saying that philosophy was difficult and you were going to say... Basically, what I was going to say was, we've talked a lot about ourselves and not a lot about the actual question. No, I feel like I was Um, saying, go and visit as many as you can. Yes, so my point to that was going to be that although we've kind of talked about our individual experiences, I feel like that in a way answers the question, because we both ended up at the same university around the same time, but completely different paths took us there, and we probably selected the university, like you said, for totally different that reasons. That is so you true. visited a different city to your home city and fell in love with it, even though you weren't even really considering it, except for the fact that your boyfriend at the time was going to go. I actually stayed in my hometown because I had a boyfriend who was also going to be staying here Um, and so we both ended up at this place for different reasons obviously we both ended up choosing the university because it had good reputation good reputation good reputation (laughs) love it over um but yeah had a great reputation oh my gosh reputation (laughs) had a good reputation um Leeds Uni is a great uni I think um and obviously being from Leeds I can confirm it is a great city um and so different reasons and events took us there but we both ended up at the same place so I think choosing your university is something that's very unique to you and something that I think only you will know if you've made the right decision with but equally to kind of take the pressure off I think that no matter what circumstances put you in a certain place you know like you'll put a lot of pressure on choosing the perfect university yeah. when you're applying and also then when like you get such there a decision. the perfect university experience exactly yeah and I feel like actually you'll have a great time no matter where you go because you'll meet people who will then be important to your experience and you know will make the time there like unique you'll explore different modules and courses and all that kind of stuff that will take you on a different path than you maybe wouldn't have expected Um, and I just feel like there's a lot of pressure on choosing the perfect place but actually it's not really that deep because you'll get a great experience likely no matter where you go also if you don't have a great experience like you could change your mind to go somewhere else change course like it is like you know like lots of things I would advise you just take the pressure off and just go with the flow a little bit and just like don't put so much pressure on yourself because things will end up working out okay in the end but I think my main things to consider when choosing a university is what course do you want to do obviously like looking into like what the specifics are because obviously like most courses are quite broad um, and different universities like we said will have different lecturers who have different specialisms that will influence what the modules are all of that kind of stuff so figuring out what it is about your chosen topic that you care the most about might help you to narrow down which university is best for you and then like Em's already said thinking about what matters to you in terms of the style of university like whether you want it to be um, quite a tight-knit campus or more spread across the city whether you want it to be really close to the city or a bit more rural whether you want somewhere that's got really great nightlife or you know there's loads of different factors that might play into why you would choose a particular university and only you know what those factors are so I'd say just consider that weigh up the options and then maybe visit some universities maybe visit a few that really tick the boxes of what you think you want and then a few that are a bit different from what you think you want and then you kind of know what it is that actually you want because like with M's situation she ended up visiting Leeds that wasn't exactly what she thought that she was going to be going for and that ended up being the one so yeah definitely you never know what you might find I absolutely agree with you I was going to say the practical things are the city and the location style of campus and also the Mm -hmm. you know details about how they're gonna teach you your course but other than that I think whatever university you choose it is just a vessel for the fact that you will make it your own and your experiences will be your experiences and Mm -hmm. you know it is what you make of it so yeah, yeah take the pressure off visit as many as you can 
um think mm-hmm. about a couple of priorities but just you know don't don't restrict yourself yeah. to specific universities and open 100%. your mind. Yeah. Um, a little cheeky question. If you were applying for university now, what course would you apply for and what Ooh. university do you think you'd want to go to? Okay. Would it be different or would so, you go for the same again? We'd still do human geography. Absolutely. Ooh. Even though I even though I could have done an English degree, creative writing degree, marketing degree, which would be entirely more relevant, I actually feel like Mm. I've ended up where I wanted to end up with a degree that just so interested me. I loved human geography. Um, I think you'd have hated an English degree. Yeah, I think I'd have hated that. You hate classics. Yep. So, yeah, do human geography, but obviously I'd do it at York. Would you? Cheeky. Okay, so... Um, I think if I had the choice again, we've talked about this loads of times, but I think I would go for psychology. Um, I allowed like a fear of like the path that I wanted to go down taking too long to get there, put me off of going for a degree like psychology because I had the goal of maybe wanting to become a clinical psychologist, which involves a PhD, all that kind of stuff, a very long process. And I just wasn't confident enough in myself to get onto those programs. So I decided to just not do that path in the end. But I think if I had the choice again, I'm a much more confident person now. So I think I would have gone for a psychology degree and followed that original plan. But I think I would want to do it somewhere different, maybe like Edinburgh. I've Whoa. seen Nana Florence. Yeah, Nana Florence's channel. Hello. <laughs> channel. Her vlogs just make Edinburgh look like. Well, I mean, I've been to Edinburgh. It doesn't just look like a lovely place. It just is a lovely place. But also, like the flats and everything. I've seen a couple of student vlogs from Edinburgh. They look and very they, different to Hyde Park. They're just like so. I mean, yeah, it's not quite the same vibe. Um, but they just look so lovely. Or obviously, completely putting aside the fact that I'm not clever enough, I think it would be really cool to go somewhere like Oxford or Cambridge, because they're so like different in like the style of university completely like they have a totally different approach to like semesters and they've got like so many weird traditions and stuff like that and I just think it'd be interesting to experience that so Mm. it is interesting if anyone else has any other questions about university again it's something like marketing that is a massive part of both of our lives like we literally Mm -hmm. do the same career went to the same university but we never talk about these things so if you do have any university questions (laughs) then feel free to ask them in the agony ant form or dm us on instagram and we'd love to chat about it for you but thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope that helped whoever asked that agony ant question i hope you enjoyed our theme of i've already forgotten what the theme was oh evolving content evolving mm-hmm. content yep um, and I hope you've enjoyed seeing what we're like in the evening about <laughs> half an hour before bedtime yeah. because honestly this hasn't shown you that we're morning people then I don't know what will <laughs> the amount of times I've done this blah, 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 is insane <laughs> because I can't speak the amount of times words. I have failed to be able to pronounce even the simplest of words has just been so you know, on that note to none. signing off for another week adios <laughs>